David. Hey, Crocker. Ah, oh, you're on. Yeah, I'm trying to log. I'm logging into the um, the uh, what's this? The um, getting getting the Zoom ready. Yeah. Well, welcome to Good Talk. We're just setting up at the moment. This is uh, our very first podcast. It is, yes. So we're just uh, getting things in order. Right. Do I have to let you in? Probably. Wait, no, no, no. I need to join. It's right here. Hold on. Of course, it all starts with the obligatory Zoom issues. But bear with us and enjoy the first of the Good Talk with me, myself, Chris, founder and good guy of Good Coffee, and David Blake from Blake Arts. Relax for the next 40 minutes and enjoy. You know, I was going to ask you, Crocker, if you wanted me to post to put your picture in the back of my, um, on my television. You must have... No, that's, it's too vain, vain for the moment. <laughs> too vain for the moment. We can, okay. wait, we can wait for that. We can wait maybe next time. Yeah, that's fine. Um, let me see John with the video. Please wait. So I'm waiting for you to let me in. Mm-hmm. Like oh, uh, there you are. worst club in the world. You're in, man. I am. I am. Oh, I know. Good morning. Good morning. John. So this... Uh, well, it's not, not so I'm going to mute myself. Yeah, you mute okay. yourself. Yes. It's nine, it's nine o'clock for, um, you know, viewers, listeners. And uh, actually, in the last, what was it like last, all of May, didn't we? We embarked on like a 5 a.m. wake-up call. So this time, I feel like, at the moment, I feel like I've been up for hours, to be honest. <laughs> pretty wide awake. So you're actually sticking to it, even after me. <clears throat> so now I'm on a 6 a.m. schedule. Okay. Yeah. And to be honest, even when I get up at 6 now, I think, man, 5 o'clock was early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm sort of wondering about going back. <clears throat> Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's good in the moment. Right. How are you today? You are. Right? I'm good. I mean, you know, I was also on that five a.m. and I found that I was a bit more productive throughout the day. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I'm usually very tired at the end of the night, but I find that it was some day, some days was you know it was it was easier to go to bed because I've been up so early because I find that you know before. Well, the early part of the lockdown, I was going to bed like really, really late, like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And there was just really no structure, do you know what I mean? Because I, I was still trying to figure it out. I was trying to figure out this whole... I was going to say, don't you think already, like, <clears throat> I'm sure like most people have gone through this, but already like in, since March, middle of March, there's been so many shifts, at least for me, and I'm sure everyone else, uh, in patterns and trying to like, figure stuff out like where your where your sort of day begins ends how you structure it and stuff it's shifted so many times already definitely can you even remember back like what was going on for you in like in march well you know in march we you know we're still working at that point it was like mid-march that we actually stopped 
um, working, it's almost like a distant memory now because, again, it's like a new normal. But this new normal that we're in, I find that it's constantly shifting. You know, yeah, I'm trying. My, I'm trying my best to refrain from all these phrases. Yeah, I know, you, right? find, you, you find yourself like churning them out, right? You know, but I, really, I don't know. I've really tried not to sort of like ingrain something in me. Yes, because, them in right, me, because, if I can help. Right. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how successful I've been, but maybe it's because you know don't really talk to as many people. Mm-hmm. So most of most of the information's coming at you. Do you know what I mean? From you know the TV, the briefings, the media, and all that. So yeah, I try to filter things out. Though I try not to. I may just give myself like one one day for the week of like getting in, uh, information about what's happening, and you know if mm. they're easing up things on the lockdown. But apart from that, I filter everything out because it's just too much, man. It's too much. It's a lot. Man, hey, you're right. It's a lot. It's you a lot. know, and that information can just really affect how you think. It affects the decision that you make. It affects, you know, some of the habits that you develop. So I just, I'm just very careful about like what I, you know, expose myself to really. So those you don't know, like David, David and I are friends via uh, work. We work in the theatre industry together. Um, So we've known each other for quite a long time. But as interestingly as it is sometimes like work, colleagues you kind of I think we work quite closely together so a lot of the way we know each other I don't know if you agree or not is almost subliminally like I don't think we necessarily discuss certain things like but we do find ourselves on the same wavelength I think so just stuff like when I was uh considering doing this 5am uh wake up call which I got emailed so I told you that it was that guy Benjamin Hardy this uh, guy in the sort of, if you want to call it like self-help world, that uh, sent out a mail shot saying, get up 5am for the next 30 days, kind of change your life. So immediately I kind of was like, yeah, David Blake, he's on, he's on that sort of <laughs> kind of progressive, uh, you know, challenge yourself, uh, you know, just ask questions. Are you, am, I, am I sort of right... Some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm always ready. I'm always ready for a challenge. But I just, I just know for me, I'm, you know, kind of very spiritually aware, <clears throat> and, um, you know, anything that can improve your life, anything that you could do to enhance where you are in life. I mean, this lockdown was so sudden. You know, there was so unpredictable, and um, when you when you come, when you contacted me about the the five a.m. wake up call, I embraced it because I was looking to kind of restructure my life in a positive mm. way, and I thought that yeah. perhaps this this five a.m. would give me some clarity about things that I wanted to um, explore or introduce me to just new ways of doing things. I mean, I, we're all accustomed to getting home at like eleven o'clock at night mm. and going to bed so late that you know this was a time to kind of restructure my life after being, you know, in the show, in the business for, you know, over 20 years. I mean, that was yeah, no, for no us. Doubt. Yeah, no time, isn't it? In, yeah. in, in that sort of industry, working six days a week, uh, time is the one thing you're constantly trying to, you know, manage 
uh, especially when you know when you have extra things going on outside your job hobbies interests um you know running business etc like time is the thing you're constantly trying to kind of find more of um and i'm a massive procrastinator which, <laughs> which makes it even harder like, <laughs> yeah I, I spend a lot of the time considering what i need to do and then i've run out of time um so this yeah the 5 a.m thing right. really like i found focused because i kind of figured you know if i'm going to get up this early i better be doing it for a good reason do you right. know what i mean so it automatically you know gave added a little bit of purpose but the, the thing i didn't really expect so much is like the quality of the time i kind of realized those even in the first like two, three hours up to about eight o'clock, it was could be so focused that I'd never have imagined that I would be able to get up at like five. Uh, you know, my routine was kind of get up, you know, a bit cliche, straight into like do a bit of yoga, you know, 20 minutes, nothing massive, just wake the body up, have a cup of tea and read. And then so approaching now six o'clock, I was like, right, okay. And I'd sit and I did like my taxes. Right. And that for me was like huge to be like, actually, I could focus right. and do things like that I perceived as a pretty sort of mundane uh, topic. Do you know what I mean? Do that at like six, seven in the morning and complete it. Right. Like, before before 12, I mean, get so many things, you can get so many things done before 12. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was so surprised about the day's that. almost over. At yeah. By 12, your day's over, really. And I think you're probably more productive in the daytime as well. Early in the morning, I found, I, found, I, mean, I didn't think I, I would be. I thought, you know, I was more productive in the afternoons because, you know, I'd work late. But I find that with this um, adjustment, I was able to, um, you know, be, pro- be more productive in the mornings. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been good. It's been good. Although I have found that, you know, if you don't have some kind of decision the night before that at least what you're going to get up to do. Yes. Like you can find yourself getting up again. It's five, it's six. Uh, okay, need to do something, fill my time. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, I, you also could, you know, you could also like work on that one thing. You could work on one thing for the week. You don't always yeah. feel as if you need to be doing like different things. And that was the problem I um, I had in the in the beginnings of this lockdown. I was trying to do so many things at once and wasn't getting anything yeah. done. Like nothing was done. But when I when I did that five a.m., I was able to have a bit more structure, and I never felt as if I was running out of time. Because I think that's what sometimes I feel as if I'm running out of time. I need to get this. I need to get that done. But I was able to focus on one thing and get it done in that week, which I think which was probably more successful than trying to have a list of things that you're trying to get done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They do say about like multitasking, like it's actually like a non-thing. Like you don't want to multitask. You want to do one thing, finish it. Do one thing, finish it. Do you know what I mean? Well, we had more time. I mean, so we we have more time to actually in our in our regular yeah. lives. If this was, you know, things were normal, like when we were working, that we'd multitask much better. But I find that with this lockdown, you know, you're able to, you know, really give time to that one thing. Yeah, and I think that's probably a bit more useful. I think for those of us that, um, you know, kind of have our homes, you know, we have our jobs. Like some people have been furloughed, 
etc. But for those of us that are, you know, still have some form of money coming in and have all this time, it's like it is like a weird artificial kind of bubble for now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I think, like, for me, I did say to myself, like, it was all my, in my head, I was calling it like reboot, like 2.0. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to like change, like make change within myself if I can. That yeah. was my challenge. Um, you know, I find it easy, like things like exercise and stuff like that. I find it quite easy just to get on and do that. Mm -hmm. But some other things, you know, not so much when it means like I've got to sit and think about, like I said, about taxes and stuff or like learn, I don't know, with my business, certain business skills I need to get on top of and f figure out. And that can seem a bit like, oh, can I be bothered? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I definitely yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... It's like working on all, a lot of those things, really. Absolutely. You know, it kind of helped me to build better skills and habits. I um, One of the things I did was to buy this um, disposable whiteboard. Okay, yeah. And that helped so much. I was able to, like, write out everything that I needed to get done. Um, and some reminders as well. So when I get up, in the day and not know in my mind what I need to do, I was able to look on that disposable whiteboard and say, mm. oh, I need to get that done. You know, it just helped create a lot more structure because, like, you know, huh? what's that? Like a visual attachment so you can kind of like. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, when I do, like when I'm teaching online, because I'm teaching online on Zoom, I had to like change my, my, my teaching model from the classroom to, you know, to Zoom. And so, you know, I love that. You were showing uh, me the other day when I, I think when I spoke to you, you yeah. were about to teach. Um, so you were teaching students in India, weren't you? I was yeah. like, well, I was like, oh, wicked. <laughs> yeah. So, right. This is, this is a thing, like the reach and stuff. So, how did that come about? Well, you know, I, I teach here in London, and um, I, uh, I think it was a uh, teacher from India that came over to, um, to London during the summer a few years ago, and she took my class. Okay. Um, at dance works and um she wants to teach horton, horton yes i teach horton yeah. technique yes modern dance technique um and she enjoyed the class and i think it was last year she wanted to come to india to teach um for her students at the institute of i think it's um classical and modern dance and um yeah. she i wasn't able to go because of my schedule to the show my commitments to the show yeah and so this year you know she wanted me to come again um, obviously we're in this lockdown so that wouldn't work so she contacted me a few weeks ago and said you know would you be able to teach um, my students online I'm like of course <laughs> of course definitely uh, technology yes. has obviously Absolutely. broken down so many little barriers and even in this last thing it's like leaped ahead again like yeah. people being so creative and how they're kind of like using it and stuff it's amazing how Zoom came about as well because I'm wondering if Zoom just suddenly appeared when this lockdown happened or was it here no. before that? It was sure? on, if you looked on, like, when you're on the tube and stuff like that, the tube seems like a thing of the past. Right. But, uh, you know, when you're riding on the tube, like, all the adverts above you, mm -hmm. I remember seeing it, like, I always read it, like, Zoom.USA kind right. of thing. I was like, when was that, though? Are... When was that? For a long time, it was... It was um, from what I remember, it was basically geared at like businesses and right. conferencing, like you know, video conferencing. I guess you. Um, but yeah, it's sort of they were there, weren't they? They're were all in place, ready to sort of take advantage. Abs and it did, it did. Yeah. 
because <laughs> everyone is on it. You know, we use yeah. it for so many different things. I mean, my friends use it to, to connect with their families. I connect with my students, you know, you know, companies like, you know, our, our, you know, our, our company, we had meetings on it as well. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's so accessible for everyone. Yeah, it's like uh, just those things, like Apple products. It just kind of yeah. works. Amazing. Right, exactly. Good. It's good. So there's um, these students in Mumbai, was it? Yes. Mumbai. Yeah, they they range from uh, ages what ten to eighteen, I think it is. I work with two groups. It's like a, okay. it's like a total number is like twenty three students, I think it is. Yeah. I just, I think I'd said to you, I just came back from um, India in February, actually. Oh wow. Yeah, I was lucky to you know go traveling uh, for short time before all this happened um i think it was all sort of kicking off uh as i was arriving there there was all the signs and stuff but mm. um yeah it, india like absolutely like magical place like I, I always say to like people i always sort of like expose like energies of places and how things feel and stuff so similar when i went to new york like i remember just landing there and the energy of that place is insane do you mm. know what I mean wow. I was just I was like in love with it uh the moment I got there it was just like everything I kind of imagined um and then India the same just the chaos and god the people it's just, yeah, it's where, fantastic place. Where, who, what other country can you compare it to you think that you've been to um well because I've also uh done a little bit of Southeast Asia uh so just those really big kind of bustling metropolis cities with huge populations, do you know what I mean? And with the the climate being what it is as well, there's just so much like activity outdoors, you know, um, and all like the makeshift uh, houses and, you know, saw like little bits of the slums and stuff. Mm. But um, yeah, just seeing the city. What was the food like? Uh, the food was lovely. Yeah, yeah, the food was like just so varied. Wow, just so varied. Went to um, this, so I had a, I did a musical back in early two thousands called Bombay Dreams, and uh, the lovely choreographers of the show, or you know, helped choreograph and create the show. Uh, kind of stayed in touch, and they all, you know, at the beginning they said, "Oh, you know, if you ever, you know, come to India, like." give us a bell ever so this is obviously like 19 18 about 18 years later or something i mm-hmm. text text the guy and was like oh i'm coming to mumbai and, <laughs> oh, like amazing so welcoming and just showed us around and but took us to this really amazing uh like veg- vegetarian like tali right. restaurant which is uh the large like dish of a large platter of loads of smaller dishes um and yeah, the food just fresh and just served with like grace and a smile. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's great. Uh, that's good. You know, this is a really love, lovely place. But I wasn't there for long enough. It was, it was a bit of a whirlwind. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking as well that during this lockdown, so many people are like thinking about like switching careers, which I found very interesting. Yes. I was absolutely. like, you know, they, they want to start like either like a side business or they just want to do like a hobby that helps them to like exercise their creativity, which I found to be quite yeah. interesting during this time that people are like self-reflecting and 
thinking of other ways of of making money you know yeah of course it's like again i think uh you know regardless of like any of the the bad stuff about it like if i think it's put people in like a kind of uh safety bubble i think Mm -hmm. i said that earlier but like a sort of a little sort of it's given people like a buffer zone you know where they're Mm. not having to go through the grind they're not turning up for work their day jobs every day like knackered from traveling coming out with no time to think or consider yeah and that's the thing i think like we're pumped constantly like we're so busy you know when we're downtime a lot of us often like you know just gonna watch some netflix you know what i mean or some something do you know what i mean just to pacify yourself because you're knackered so now we've got this you know had this few months of a little bit of time to consider i think so i think it's allowed people to go look i can actually give this a go in the sort of some kind of comfort right and you have enough time to kind of work on it too you know yeah. especially for those who work in our industry who's not going back yet you know it gives them enough time to kind of perfect you know what it is that they're interested in and to research and to ask questions and test and you know prove to see if it could work but then if it doesn't work they can probably try something else because there's time to do it yeah, I think you're right. It's it's funny though. Each stage has changed a bit. Like I get the sense now, like you know, especially with our industry being kind of on the tail end of, you know, this whole thing, and you know, it's a bit precarious, really. So I think there was a bit of experimenting going on for people, but now I kind of feel there's more of a bit of survival instinct kicking in because you know people are wondering actually, like, will I have a job? Right. You know in a few months time for example you know it's a re- it's a real consideration isn't it it's, yeah no one 100 percent knows like how you know how it's going to play out right but i uh, think having a plan is important i mean i was telling someone you know people ask me when are you going back to work when are you going back to work and i'm like you know they say this day but right now i'm kind of focusing on what i can do today yeah <laughs> because <laughs> you just you know what i mean like i can't be thinking about that because that's it's 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 certain but it, at the moment it's unpredictable you don't know exactly when but it, all this happening but my thing is i can only focus on today and tomorrow yeah. you know and what i need to get done and i have to motivate my friends because not everyone kind of like it's kind of like solidified in their minds about what they want um you know i have some friends who are like suffering from like mental health illnesses yeah. well, well mental health health issues um you know, they find it very difficult to kind of survive and thrive during the Are they time. here? Are they yeah, here? some of them are yeah. here. Yeah. They'll, they'll say that it's been very, very difficult for them, you know. It really, ha- this is the thing, like, it's been so different for different people. Yeah. And it's almost like how people have, you know, taken the message, as it were. Yeah. You know, obviously there's been conflicting things being said, but it's how people have taken that on board. And some people, you know, obviously I know they'd call it lockdown, but there's there seems to have been differing degrees of how people have kind of imposed that on themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's, it's obviously taken its toll, you know, and if people, some people don't have other people, you know, many people to chat to around, I can see how it could e- you could easily like spiral. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. I had, I got a flatmate um, 
you know, someone I got someone here, so uh, it makes a hell of a difference. Do you know what I mean? Right. Even just having that, you know, little bit of contact and stuff, even though we're doing our own things, doing our own work, etc. Just knowing that the person's there. Yeah, it does make makes a, yeah. makes a big difference. So I think if it wasn't there, I mean, I love being on my own. Don't get me wrong, but what I found out because my work is so social so social um once i'm home i don't need that kind of right. you know, stimulation or whatever but once you take that away then you're like oh actually that's where i get a lot of my interaction like mm-hmm. you know jokes banter whatever and once that's taken away you're kind of like you know doing your own thing but right. you see the gap you see the void yeah yeah exactly right. see yeah basically good i think that's the other thing I think I've been trying to do is like listen. I don't think I've gotten top of it completely, but listen to some of those like questions that bubble up inside you, mm-hmm. uh, and see if I have time to kind of address some of those things. Because I'm pretty sure, like you know, as all, all of us, we, sometimes we suppress the things that we think aren't serving us or whatever. Uh, so yeah, I've tried to like maybe come at peace with a few things like that to well, come out, you know, come like out the other end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you don't really know what these things are. Right. Just... Until you have a, some alone time with yourself to um to allow it to come out. I you know, that I was able to do the, the same thing um as well while I'm here. Um and also connect with family. You know, there's some family members that I haven't spoken to for such a long time. Yeah. And um you realize that, you know, this hustle and bustle of life can keep you away from them. So I was able to kind of reconnect and Spend some, spend some more time on the phone with them and, you know, yeah. you know, so they can know where you are in life because, you know, many people know I'm in the Lion King, but they just don't know what I do in the show. So I was able to kind of connect with them about that. And they're asking me, you know, the question, the number one question is, how are you making money? How are you making money when you're not working? Everyone's like, everyone is <laughs> everyone's asking that question. They're asking that question all the time. Money. It's always about money. Like, how are you surviving? How are you... And I'm always cracking about that question, but I mean it's fair because, you know, they want it's, to it's know how people gauge. But that's how people gauge success, I guess. Right? What Isn't that interesting? Success. So because I have to say, in my business, like people, you know, um, always say like, "Oh, you know, do well, you're selling a lot." You know, it's always like, oh, you're selling <laughs> oh, that, a lot. Right. It's like, well, <laughs> do you want to look at my accounts? You know what I mean, it's just a bit. It's it's quite intrusive in a way. Do you yeah, know I agree. Mean? Yeah. But it's, but it's interesting, though, isn't it, how... But saying that, I've just started reading this... It really is, like, an amazing book. So it's called The Art of Money. Right. Um, it's by Barry Tesla, if I pronounce right. that right. So for years, I've sort of wondered about money and just, like... Yeah. Just thinking that we're not... We don't generally get taught about money like maybe how to handle it how to invest it how to manage it etc like when you think about it, a lot of times you've just probably figured these things out yourself right and it's just a really fascinating book to say like a lot of times we try and address issues in relationships you know health fitness like diets but money is like you know i guess considered maybe a last taboo um, for people to really like be able to be open with, which I guess sort of comes back to when people say, "Oh, you know, if you, you know, 
you're selling much and you get a bit cagey maybe about it. About, you know I mean? Right. And also very kind of like insecure too, in a way, because if, what if you're not? You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah you're yeah. right. It's kind of intrusive as it's well. Like being a, it's like being an actor and a performer and, and people say like, oh, if it works, you know, when, <laughs> when was your last job? And you try right. and fumble and try and make yourself sound busy and, you know, when you haven't had a gig for like four months or something. Right. Like, well, but yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, the talking about tying, uh, you know, just like your value, how your values are tied in with money and your your money story, I guess, how you, you know, something very early on, you know, maybe someone said to you like, oh, you know, life doesn't come easy. You've got to work hard for your money. <laughs> and that is sort of how you move forward in your life, yeah. believing like, you know, I don't deserve money unless I work hard for it. And these things like i can see how they might limit you yeah. i mean i'm just i'm just reading the book i'm you know i'm still kind of trying to learn i guess like process it learn it but really it hits some some really fascinating things i never really considered so i'm addressing money in this time that's one of my big one of my big things and I'm that's actually to... very good because um one of the things i want to focus on moving forward from this is Financial literacy for artists. Yeah. I think that's something that's very helpful and, um, you know, it's something that artists need to better understand, particularly those who are leaving full-time education, full-time training into yeah. the professional world, you know. And I'm sure, like, during this time, people are seeing how important that is, you know, of being able to financially plan for their futures. Mm. Um, and you know it's in the beginning stages but i'm trying to you know create this model that i'll be able to go around to the schools like you know the performing arts schools here in london to de de deliver a workshop myself and someone else to deliver a workshop to um these students i'm sure they're getting it already from the schools see this but is I want, the thing i want, I'm not I want so to do it from the perspective this is good i want to do it from the perspective of an artist who's in the show yeah yeah, 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 I think it, it, it will probably help because I'll speak about the day-to-day -day things that they just need to know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, of course, it's not to tell them that this is the way to do it, but it just offer them kind of like options on how yeah. they can fit that into their own life. You know? I think, having had those thoughts, I think that sort of thing's a brilliant idea. I, I don't think, and I don't hear from many other, like many other people that they're being taught like, finance do you know right. what I mean? yeah some of the some of the basic things i'm reading now are sort of basics in a sense but they're foundations that if you had you know like tracking you know tracking money expenses etc like right. but really keeping on top of it and understanding that where you sort of spend your money kind of directs what potentially your values are do you know what right. i mean um your outcome and direction in life, really, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. one of the examples that I just read this morning was uh, a lady who said, you know, she always wanted to, you know, dance, you know, explore her creativity. She wanted to, you know, do shows, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, she, had a, she had a good job and she was, you know, I'm going to, you know, kind of increase my creativity. So she created like a sort of, a, on her expenses, one of the outgoings was uh, kind of recategorized, you know, in creativity, dance classes, say, uh, I don't know, uh, art utensils or whatever, like brushes or whatever. 
And anyway, once she'd sort of tracked her spending for, I think it was like almost three months, she realised she'd spent absolutely zero money in the categories of creativity. Wow. So it was only then that she realised she wasn't directing, you know, she, she wanted something, but she wasn't directing her resources into it. Right. So once she did kind of change, she started to lead a more, you know, creative life and the things that she wanted. So they call it like values, values based, like categories, I guess, where you're kind of, you know, I was thinking like I buy coffee quite a lot, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not quite every day, but I, I would, you know, I do like to. So I was thinking, oh, what's that say about my values? <laughs> I mean, obviously I run good coffee, uh, but yeah, it's, it is interesting though when you look where you direct your energies, you know, money's, I guess, another form of energy. Right. You could say about No, absolutely. Because, you know, it's, it's really, I find that it's more about sustainability because, you know, being a full-time artist is a difficult path. And it's only more difficult if you don't have the financial stability you need to um, make it work for you. So that's like one of the areas I'm trying to, to figure out how I can deliver to my... Um, to my audience so that they can benefit from it it's a one like you know performers are quite a one-way street with money for a long mm-hmm. time you you're forever investing in yourself like in the skills in singing lessons in dance classes yeah. in headshots in you know outfits that you got to get for this audition that mm-hmm. audition yeah past. You know, you're forever, and then you get asked to do a project, and then you're asked, oh, can you do it for just, you know, we can only provide lunch, and so, you know, yeah. that goes goes on for a long time. Right. You know, but then there's, then there's also, I found a switch where you need to also then decide, actually, I will not accept a job for just lunch now. Do you know what I mean? I've done enough of those, so... Especially when you're just age, or certain... Um or in your career, you know, because you've been doing this thing for like 20 years or you, you know, when you start when you're like 18 is one thing, but when you get to like 30, 35, 40, yeah. you won't, you won't, you won't necessarily want to be making the same amount of money that you did when you just started. No, of course, that's like a needs must, but I just wonder where that, that line is. Cause it's almost like, uh, you know, apprenticeship in it. Like, oh no, you got to, do these things for free at the beginning. You got to do this, learn the craft, etc. And then there comes a point, you know, often where you're like, you have to draw that line to move, I guess, professional and earn a living. You know yes. what I mean? Uh-huh. It's, you know, it's natural in a sense, but there is a lot, not like many other businesses, I don't think, or careers where from, you know, any other thing, you're a lawyer, doctor, you know, you go in, you get paid, day dot. Yeah, but don't think you that, get no, but, you know, but even if he's starting as a lawyer, starting as a junior lawyer, you know, people, mm. I have friends who are lawyers and they'll tell me that, look, you know, the job is prestigious, the title is prestigious, but you don't start making the money until you get to this level. So I think for everyone, there's always a level. Yeah, but you, that, don't, you don't work for just lunch though. That's, no, no, you don't. That's but, right, but I think what I'm, what I'm trying to do is to get, my students in particular to change their mindset of looking at what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And look at their profession as the lawyer, as the doctor, as any other profession that they think that might be maybe better than theirs. Cause some people think that, Oh, because you're a lawyer, you know more, you know, there are many people who have invested um, their time and their effort have gone back to school, gotten, mm. you know, their 
qualifications in what they're doing. And so they're experts in what they're doing in the same way. To me, a lawyer is an expert and a medical doctor is an expert. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. I, I would have been a lawyer in another life, I think. <laughs> I, think I, I think I said that to you before. I find it fascinating, criminal law. But, you know, and that's the thing, when we talk about people wanting to switch careers, you know, why, if, if there's a dancer or an actor that wants to become a lawyer, they can become that. There's a friend of mine who told me that there's this one guy in the, um, in the West End who was a swing, and he was, you know, at school studying law. Yeah. And then he left, this, he left the job at the end of the contract and went on to become a lawyer. So it is possible, you know, to you know, to do other things if you want to, to be able to switch careers and export. I mean, I went back to school and did my master's while in the show. I mean, I would leave the show at 11 o'clock at night and go to the UCL library, um, in, you know, in close, close to Holborn. And oh, I'll, did you? Yeah, yeah. And I'll stay there until like three o'clock in the morning, you know. No way. Yeah, yeah, Crocker. I did, oh. I did a part-time, my master's in arts administration and cultural policy at Goldsmith University. Mm. And, you know, I spent two years doing that because that's the only way I could really manage it. Because again, I thought that I only worked really late at night. <laughs> <laughs> so could you imagine if I was in school now during this yeah. lockdown, it'd be perfect. I'd be at home, I'd be getting up at yeah, five in the yeah. morning and getting everything done. But because as you said, you said earlier about, you know, we multitask, I had to do that while I was in the show. Uh, and that was two years of my life. I mean, it was well worth it. Um, but as an artist and as a business person, because my first degree is in business, yeah, I knew it was important for me as I got older in the industry to um, to learn more, you know. Yeah. And as and as a leader in my field, I needed to act, have more access and learn a lot more, and mm -hmm. and you know, network, build my network a lot more. And so that's, that's why what I, I went with you. And that's what Sam, you've really grown your kind of radius, as it were, like you know, from your sort of foundations as a uh, a dancer uh to kind of grow in the whole sort of remit of what you do do you know what i mean to include that to include you know business you know kind of uh you know because you've started is blake arts blake arts yeah right kind of like uh what do you call it like a sort of foundation i guess for so Blake Art is really like an independent dance training program for um, pre -pro professionals and pre-professional dancers ages 16 and over. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I try to, when people come to me and they ask me, you know, particularly like younger dancers, I'll say to them that I try to like bridge the gaps in their training, what they don't know and what they need to know. Um, and, you know, a lot of them, some of them want to go to intensives. Some of them want to go to school overseas full time. And so yeah. I have a team of DAP teachers on my staff that are able to help them to achieve those things. I also offer mentoring as well that dancers want information because a lot of them are like leaving full time um, training and they, you know, they, you know, they're stepping out and they really, really, they really want to know what it's like. And I think that was one of the advantages for me teaching at WAC Arts that I um, was teaching part time at is that the students were engaging with a teacher who was in a show every single day. Yeah. And I was able to talk to them about my journey from being a dancer in the show to then becoming a principal actor in the show. And so, you know, to let them know that if this is something that you want to explore, 
moving forward, it is actually possible. And I'm the living proof of that. So I try to yeah. you know, encourage them and give them, you know, things to think about as they move forward in their careers. There's something that must be something. Uh, it must be so like self-satisfying and rewarding, you know, being able to sort of impart that entire kind of timeline, I guess, of what you've gone through and the experience you've had onto someone else to hopefully give them that little bit of fire, that little bit of motivation to see the potential and almost to see like they could even achieve more. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it sets a, you give them a benchmark really for them to kind of find some, you know, marks in their life, like direction where they might want to go. It's uh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, because one of the things that students need, um, Chris, is mentors. They're not enough of them. They are there, but they're, you know, a lot. I remember this one student said to me that a a mentor was given to her, but she didn't connect with the mentor. You know, she didn't connect with them. And I know that all the time you're able to do that, but we need more mentors out there for students so that they can have access to. I think help and guidance anytime is very useful. I'm just going to have a look at this. All right. I was just looking up on my uh, up on my fridge. Mm-hmm. So Dave, David gave me a, a cards like postcards thing a uh, little while back, and I stuck it in my fridge. And it says uh, the only way to do it, no, like, the most effective way to do it is to just do it. I give it. Yeah, that's what you gave me. <laughs> it's on my fridge. I'm, I'm reading it. I think I read it wrong. The most effective way to do it is to do it okay well and uh but it's true that it kind of is the only way you know if you want to do something just get on and give it a go right and you know without a doubt whatever you do will change you'll probably lead somewhere else you know the path might be windy but uh yeah and you know proper you said just do it and sometimes people think how can i do it ask someone you know, people are scared of asking for help. I mean, a lot of the decisions that I made, I've made in my life is because I've reached out to someone to ask. You know, if I'm buying a house, Cracker, and I've never bought a house before, I'm going to ask someone, Cracker, who's bought mm-hmm. a house before, what I need to look out for when I'm buying a house. Do you know what I mean? People, I think people, are, sometimes ego gets in the way and people are just scared to ask questions and ask for advice and ask yeah, for help. Yeah, I think, but I think I fear first. Because it was fear like, what's that? I said, I think fear first gets in the way. You know what I mean? But fear of what? Being rejected or what? Fear of not? Yeah, just kind of, exactly. Right. Just not want to look stupid. You right. know, you know, maybe like you say, ego. No, you know. I know. And those are factors that you, you, you're you right. Or finding out the truth consider. that it's going to be not as easy as you think it's going to be. Right. Or something and then, and if you make the decision, it's the wrong decision, you're, you're even at a greater disadvantage. And I think exactly. that's one thing I learned earlier in my career, like the margin of error was very small for me. So I couldn't make this, you know, I couldn't make the wrong decisions. I had to ask questions in order to make the right ones. So when I was able to kind of make the decision and then walk away from it, knowing that it was the right decision, because if mm. I didn't, and then and everything else after that would be, you know, in the wrong place for me. And so one of the things that when I didn't know something and I wanted to explore a particular path, I would always ask for advice. If I did research online, I'd ask for advice. And sometimes I'd ask like probably like five, 10 people just to make sure mm. that I'm making the right decision. 
So a lot of the things that I've achieved is because of the people that I, you know, I have in my life mm. um, because of this, this, their strengths, which were able to kind of, you know, you know, kind of compensate for my weaknesses. It's balanced though, isn't it? And your yeah. compass, because, you know, you can ask five, 10 people and, you know, often, as we know with anything, you'll get varied kind of guidance, opinion. Right. So it always comes back, you know, but that's what learning is, I guess, education, you know, you take things in, you kind of assimilate things. And then at some point you have to decide, you know, what your action is. And, you know, maybe there isn't a right decision, so to speak. But it might just, yes, but just it might right, be the, right for you. Right, I guess. the right decision for you. Um, yeah. Right. And you know, when, and when you hear that, when you hear the, the, um, the, the advice given, you know if it's right for you or not. Yeah, it rings, yeah. you have this thing, yeah. rings true, and you either connect kind of to like, it suppress it or you kind of let it you know rise to the top i guess david yes thanks for this morning it was great it's been good to talk to you absolutely and thank you for having me talk yeah yeah no it's brilliant um we'll be putting this out some point maybe uh next few days i'm gonna go over it um but yeah thank you for being the first uh guest on the good talk all right okay and uh yeah have yourself a good rest of the day yeah yeah too and we'll speak again soon thank you again and thank you to our listeners for tuning in just quickly say how can we follow you your right so um i'm at the moment of uh revamping the website but if you go into instagram you can type blake underscore arts uk you can follow so, at me Blake there. Right, at Blake, yes, at Blake underscore Arts UK. Go on, send uh, David your messages, and uh, yeah, we'll catch up soon. All, All right. right, take care, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.